This is Jazz Music. Da, da, da. Yes, that's that's and... all of jazz. Sorry, I am had I am out of the blue now getting texted by Defeater, so I'm just turning my sound off so it's not in the recording. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh <laughs> Hey, hey, what's up? Triple FFC947 Radio coming at you with the hits, the classics, and all the show-stopping hits from the 90s. We've got Static Shock, we've got Daria, and we've even got today's feature presentation. Batman, Batman the animated, animated series. Sorry, this is one of my favorite shows. I love this show. It, this is what I like. If I think of parts of my childhood that were actually good, this is what I think of. Same. Although I, I even, even with that said, can't I blocked out most of the things of watching this show um, because I've blocked out most of my childhood. That is. Fair, I understand that. And I didn't I mean to remember. make it. I I'm trying not to have it just consistently get like darker and like sadder. <laughs> like That's I'm fine. I'm really trying. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say is that um, <laughs> like I have a sign still from the show that like was a gift, but it's also something that my dad has kept in his room like ever since we got it and it's like hidden away so it's like never been it's like i he got it i think for me but like it's never been on display so what's the point of getting it see what i mean by making it sadder i'm sorry oh you're fine um like yeah i don't i don't remember a ton of plots from this show i remember like moments and then like how i felt watching them like i just felt like like, this is the superhero media that, like, I think we should all aspire to, like, want and have. Like, okay, this shouldn't be everything in superhero media, but, like, just the, like, emotions and, like, I feel like part of the, why this show is so great is because they had restrictions on what they could show when violence, and so they couldn't have a lot of, like, fist fights. So they just have a bunch of people shooting guns, which allows the show to be more on Batman's detective elements and on, like, fighting, like, organized crime than it is on, like, superhero, like, fist fights with, like, Bane and more of the, like, edgy aspects. It focuses on what I actually like about Batman and not what, like, Scott's, or not Scott, Zack Snyder likes about Batman. I mean... Scott Snyder I actually like understands Scott, Batman. Well, I like Scott Snyder, but I don't. They, it's not. It's not a consistent liking. Like it. Have you ever read any of his? Because um, when he started, I think I brought this up before. He started writing detective comics before he got he got um, got the Batman writing job. Yeah, uh, before Rebirth. Yeah. Have you read any of like Black Mirror? Is one of the arcs that he wrote think i have i highly recommend reading black mirror it has it's his best because dick grayson is batman during this Ooh. um and he has the it's like one of the it's i love this take on the joker in this specific instance um because it's just i don't know it's a really i don't know it's he does it's more subdued and more like detective comics detective work um, like, I think Black Mirror involves Jim Gordon's son. Um, yeah, real, real good stuff. Sorry. Uh, continue. Doing, but he definitely, Scott Snyder definitely understands Batman more than Zack Snyder. I'll say that. With anything I could say about Scott Snyder's stuff, and I'll, to be completely honest, most of the stuff that I, I believe myself to probably, that I would probably not enjoy as much, like, towards the end but not necessarily all of the end of his run on batman i kind of lose interest in but like yeah. i do have i do like it's not like i don't like the court of the owls and whatnot i think scott snyder is a or little even, um, zero too edgy specifically at points like okay 
The War of Jokes and Riddles is really fucking good, but at the same time, um, the stuff with Bane, I think that's before or right after the War on Jokes and Riddles arc, is not good and really edgy and, like, it's the... It's the fucking when all of the robins are hanging in the bat cave. Like it's or not all. Maybe it's all four. It's at least three. I think it's them minus Jason, maybe. But maybe it had Jason. I can't remember. It was at least Dick and Damien, and I can't remember if it had Tim and Jason or just Tim. Anyway, but it was like. And then they just get revived with the Lazarus Pit or some shit. It's just, or they were like minorly injured after hanging from like nooses, if I remember correctly. It's just like, why did we need this in a Batman story? We don't need this. We Wait, can sorry, do could without you repeat this. That last part. Like they were hanging from uh like they were like dead or near death and then they kind of just like came back with and like revived with a lazarus pit it's just like do we really need this in a batman story do we need this like aspect of like body horror and mutilation of like loved characters like this do we do we really need that it's the only I, way like i, I there's guess only that's one other more there's only one other more important shot that they missed Let me try do you want to guess what it is? What? I'm doing a shit post, but do you want to guess what it is? What? We're talking about an old Abby Thorne video. The illustrious panty shot. Oh, yeah. Look, it could have gotten much worse. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh wait. I miss, okay, I miss, I did not hear most of what you said. Just so you know, because I had to, I moved the heater. Um, because it wasn't in a good spot. Sorry. Okay. Would you like me to? But also, I I I agree with what you said, and yeah. post Jerf in the future, Jerf will agree with you even more. Sorry. Continue. Uh yeah, it's just like yeah, and okay, so it's Dick, and I think it's it's either Tim or Damien. I can't tell from where I'm at from the image, and then it's Jason, and like they say, I am Bane. And it's just like, do we really need to kill these characters and just revive them like a couple panels slash... I can't remember if it's the same comic or if it's like the next couple. They just revive the characters and it's like a, not a thing. It's just like, I want stakes in my superhero stories. I I want, like, okay, random tangent. I watched Rampage last <laughs> night. That movie is fucking garbage. And there's no tension. Throughout the entire fucking thing. And that, that's what I like about the animated series. I feel tension when I watch it. Because Batman doesn't feel like this like increasingly like brutish like monster of a person. He's like a lovable person that you want to win. Which is who Batman should be. Wow, what a hot take. Coming here from Malachi last name. I always forget that my new fucking name in these recordings now is always Malachi last name. Malachi, no last name. Actually, wait, no, that that be that be uh, Mikey, no last name. You're Malachi last name. Yeah. And I'm. I don't exist. I'm I'm Malachi wow. middle name middle name last name. Yes, amazing. You love to. See. Uh, but but anyway. War and stuff. Uh, the episode that we were gonna watch today is uh, "Eye of the Night," which, if you're on, if you got the HBO Max, it's episode thirty-four. Which can I rant about how the episodes are ordered on HBO Absolutely. Max? Absolutely, they are ordered in a very bad way because there are two ways to order the episodes. It's production order, that which is what the uh. What uh, yes, HBO the two has, and so like you have, like you have characters introduced not in the right times. Like okay, it's kind of like a loose continuity, <laughs> but like, like you don't get the first appearance of the Joker after you see, uh, like the air order. Okay, so like, 
Uh, oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. My bad. The production... Wait. Fuck. I'm trying to think of which one they have on... Anyway, okay, it doesn't matter. The one that they have is not the one that's usually recommended. Uh, because if you... Okay, if you watch the production order, then you're going to be watching uh, things in the correct way. What they have currently is like an air date order, where they have like the Cat and the Claw Part 1, but then it will take you a long time to get to the Claw, the claw and the Cat Part 2. Like it's like seven or eight episodes later. On a cliffhanger episode. Uh, yeah, that's strange. Maybe, yeah, it's maybe they the could change greatest. that. Uh, I would prefer if they changed that. But uh, I, I have been meaning to watch all of this. And this will give me a reason to start watching again. Because I watched... I ended up watching the class... I kind of watched it in just the way the HBO has it. And I got to On Leather Wings. And then I accidentally took a nap. Because I was... Yeah. Because you're valid as hell. Who, uh, let me see who wrote this episode. Valid as Dennis O'Flattery. Bum, bum, Wait, bum, nope, bum, never bum, mind. Bum, I'm looking at the wrong order. Never mind. Uh, also, of course, with, you know, shows like these, oftentimes you get writer's rooms, even still. Uh, Michael Reeves. That sounds familiar. Batman. Batman. Let's. I want to see if he's done anything else that we've watched. When I walk into the building, uh, look in my face. Something, something, Batman. All over the place. Okay, I was just seeing if I... Oh, wait, he helped write Master of the Phantasm. Nice. So that's cool. One of the people uh, who, uh, with uh, Paul Dini, wrote Master of the Phantasm. That's fucking cool. I'm assuming he's... This is probably someone who's, like, on... Or was on, like, just the general, like, writing room and might not have a lot of credits unto themselves. Uh, he, he seems to just do, like, general, like, TV plot animation type stuff. Like, uh, he, he had, like, a lot of, like, Saturday morning cartoon, like, He-Man shit on his, uh, yeah. IMDb. That makes sense. Uh. Anyway. Are you ready to watch some hot content? Fuck and then yes. Batman? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Gotta end it with a zinger because yeah. you know what's coming next. <laughs> Products and services. A fucking <laughs> ad. Anyway, we were just talking about Batman off mic because we're True. good at this. <laughs> we just love Batman. I mean, can you blame so us? So much. I mean, I mean, so, look at those cum gutters. See, you know. <laughs> You know the meme where it's like, oh, you you like comics? I bet your favorite villain's the Joker. There's like, it's kind of like a bell curve, where like, if you're kind of into comics, I can see your favorite villain being Joker, and if you're really into comics, I can see your favorite villain still being Joker. But yeah. there's like this middle ground where you know like a little bit to like a lot more than the average person, but not like a fanatic about it, where like, you can uh... Like where other examples. How, I don't think Joker's I would. Sorry. No, you go ahead. I would say a lot of having known a lot of been a part of. Anyway, having partially known a lot, a few comic fanatics, um, in my personal experience, a lot of those people tend to qualify in like a more middling kind of knowledge level, um, and it's like the mo it's like the toxic version of it where they're yeah. where they're uncurious. About it's, the other stuff, in some it's, respects. It's more so that they, like... They're, it's not that I disagreed think, with the point. It's it's more like... Um, these the people, people who think Joker is cool should not exist in society. <laughs> but Rorschach is... See, I that's the thing. Want, I, like, love I understand the people loving Rorschach, but in the toxic way. I understand that. And it's... Like, 
I I think Rorschach's fucking a really interesting character. I his psychology is super interesting, but he's a fucking piece of shit, and you shouldn't look up to him. That's kind of no, the point. The time where, where, Same where, with where, Joker. Where we're dealing with degenerate race mixing. Okay, Rorschach came in and was just like, you know what? The cops are run by demonic. I'm sorry, that was, that's like way too hard. Uh, way too hard of a shit host. You know, for how shitty the Watchmen movie is, Hugo Weaving is the perfect Rorschach. He just James. I don't think he's played by Hugo Weaving. I think he is. Am I incorrect? I thought that was Hugo Weaving. I, I'm forgetting that it's not. It's not James Earl Jones. It's um. It's it's a th- three three name person, and I believe one of them is James. No, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is comedian. Oh, I thought you. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the same for Warshak too. But I, I'm, I'm uh, fairly certain Warshak isn't played by by Hugo Weaving. Watch me. Um, Wait, I didn't put movie. He's also the person who plays... Funny enough, he, he pl- I'm pretty sure he plays the vice president of the Confederacy in Lincoln. I just uh, found this out. Okay, 2009. I thought that was Hugo Weaving. Am I incorrect? Uh, Rorschach. Oh, no! Uh, what? I thought Hugo Weaving was in this fucking movie. Am I <laughs> really that wrong? That's, that's valid. Jackie Earl Haley, that's who it is. That's close. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, yeah! He did. I, I like i like the portrayal that's a that's a good portrayal i want i thought that was hugo why did i think it was hugo weaving uh, hugo weaving's a good actor oh am i i might be mixing that up with a, a different alan moore property i might be thinking mm. of uh v for v for vendetta v for the Is league of gentlemen also in league of extraordinary gentlemen that'd be amazing because i just i I just wanted to just smash two things together and i went for what's something i like and something that has one of the biggest cringes i've ever seen in all of comics sean connery yeah sean Sean connery is in league of extraordinary gentlemen despite not being an extraordinary gentleman himself and actually kind of being a piece of shit sean connery is a piece of shit I, w- I was underselling it, but <laughs> but I am the knight. You uh, fuck. You know it isn't a piece of shit. I am the knight. Yes. The... Hey, you know it's fucking up there. The segways. Uh, you. Me. Sorry. Continue. Uh, we don't need ep- to immediately switch topics. I like. No, I'm fine with switching topics. The episode was very good. See, you yeah. know what I like about Batman. And what we don't get enough in, like, a lot of common Batman runs, except if you, like... That is trapped in a well? (laughs) Of sadness? Like, And there's no escape! That, I like when Batman has to, like, reevaluate his priorities. And not, like, because... And, like, the answer doesn't always have to be, uh... Like... The answer doesn't always have to be that he should be Batman. Yeah. But I love when people handle why Batman continues to be Batman. Yeah. Like, like because this is a problem. This isn't just like, like, I don't think a lot of people think about this of just like, this would Batman be extremely to... demoralizing. Yeah. And it, this doesn't end with him being an authoritarian, because like it it isn't just like oh I beat the fuck out of the Joker and I put him in a neck brace and now everything's okay. It's oh I'm like making like the average person's life materially better. Like that's awesome. That's how Batman should be. He should like want to snap people's necks. I just, I just love it so much. And like, also, uh, the thing I was originally going to bring up was like they don't have like the small time random ass villains that I love. Like, just having the Jazz Man, 
I fucking love that. Like, that seems... that I, I was saying, like, how this reminded me of pre-World War II Golden Age Batman stories. Yeah. That were more... Like, that were, you know... And um, also, like, some of the Batman shorts that were, like, made. Like, the silent, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I think also... I th- I'm forgetting if that's pre-World War II, or I think those were made during World War II. But... Was it made the... Also, oh, like even before or after the uh, Superman. I think it might be 1942, the Batman ones, that, but they also might be the in the twenties. I don't remember. I haven't. I have the DVD in my room. I just haven't watched them in a while. If it's the early forties, then that's around the time where, in the animated stuff, Superman's punching Nazis, which is a thing. These are like and really like early Silent Age. It, they could be is not early. Yeah. That sounded. Scrap what it wouldn't surprise me if it's closer to the twenties or thirties. Yeah. Um. But I I cannot remember specifically. Can I? I love. Okay, the open the theme to the animated series is fantastic, but also Shirley Jackson's just score throughout the episodes, like that intro as like we're like going down into the Batcave is fucking awesome. I. Fuck, that's a good score. It's so good. It, they, this is really a show that had... It sets a tone and just really is locked into what it's doing most of the time. And it's just... Even the background... And I know this has been talked about. Just the landscape of the city, you know, is just... I love it. Also, just like the weird... The homage... I don't quite know how to... Just the way of how it's a cobbling together of different styles, uh, how how much things seem to be rooted in like the gangster era, um, and like the just the taps, cause cause that that how do I say this? This is something that could have been said by like a by like a nineteen twenties gangster, you know, with the Tommy gun. Yeah, um, like it's just because like how do I say this? Uh, Thompson guns sound like typewriters, um, to an extent. You know what, I guess... That's why they were called Chicago typewriters at one point. That's, I guess that's why, you know... And also tap dancing shoes, of course, but... I, I really wish we had more Batman period pieces that aren't, like, cash-grabby. Like, Wonder Woman... 1984 felt like cash grabby in its 80s aesthetic but like i want like 60s aesthetics in a batman story i that would be weird cool thing. as hell i i almost more so want like the 70s like uh denny o'neill um although uh <laughs> denny o'neill inspired stuff not not his more current work um it's just not boogie the, nights. I think I'm Batman. thinking of someone else. I'm. I think I'm thinking of someone else. Ignore. I'm gonna <laughs> cut that out. There's, no, there's a really good artist who I think who worked with Dennis O'Neill, um, uh, who did basically the person who who also um, he worked with him also on. Um, Den, he also worked with Dennis O'Neill on Green Arrow, Green Lantern on that run they did in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. I believe this person's kind of. I, I forget what they're into. I think they're into conspiracy theories. I forget. They uh, they seem to have drifted into a space of unknown time and unknown place. I would also love like. But I don't late, want to slander them. <laughs> I would love a late '80s, early '90s aesthetic as well, uh, where, especially because of like, a lot of major cities had like the highest crime rates ever at that point in time yeah. due to multivariant factors but like uh like i want to see graffiti like keith herring style yeah. graffiti in gotham is something that i like need at some point i that i do like that like when i said when i how do i say this the reason i want to see the 70s and it's not like i want to see disco but i there's the way <laughs> that like like there's a kind of stylized stylization of, of like the color like this the blue and yellow suit, the blue, gray, and yellow suit, really, uh, of the 70s. 
combined yeah. with like just I don't know, just like have a colorful movie filled with more of like like absurd kind of like people like do something like that's like you can really just there's a lot of really good stories to pull from because this is like when Batman started to like the comics started to really get good no, that's a bad way of describing it um uh lots of great improvements happened in the 70s I think there were some more uh or the complexity that basically you don't get like the stuff that happens with Frank Miller without like some of the stuff that Dennis O'Neill wrote. Um, like, there's also even stuff, it, it's almost reminiscent, like, you have a lot of people that basically are how I would describe them as, like, Jim Sterling, but for Batman, where they, like, although this is more so also, I could just describe Dennis O'Neill, I think, with this, where in the yeah. 70s does stuff, and then, like, in the 90s is still doing stuff relevant to the character, like, Venom is yeah. a, a Batman story involving just the... um the Bane serum and and Batman being under it. And that is one of the better examples of, I think, Batman flirting with authoritarian tendencies. You know? Yeah. Becoming uh, a literal strongman more than usual. And, I, like, addicted to, like, addicted to the kind of mindset that's prevalent in fascism, the, uh, the, the cult of fighting for fighting's sake, basically. I'm trying to, yeah. forgetting the exact name of it. I, uh, action for action's sake. Yeah. And kind of the pacifism is the tools of the enemy type stuff. Yeah. I, I like really... Like the story where he's physically moved to being addicted to it. Oh, sorry. I was trying... This is me trying to connect things together that are unrelated. Continue. You know what I also like about this story? That I don't... That kind of... That modern comics doesn't do. This is a small-scale story. This is a tiny story. It's not like the world's gonna fucking end. The, the conflict isn't like, oh, we need to stop Darkseid from invading the entire world. The, the main conflict is a psychological one, figuring out if Bruce's influence on Gotham is a worthwhile one. That's the conflict. The conflict is like, oh, Jim Gordon got shot. It isn't like Jim Gordon got, like, a red lantern ring and, like, is now, like, going to, like, capsize Gotham. Like, it's not, and I, there's nothing necessarily wrong with large-scale stories, but, like, that's the majority of comics. And part of, the, I feel, the problem with modern-day comics is that you can't, you keep having this ramping up of large scale and large scale, so they have to keep resetting their universes because they keep doing these increasingly large scale events. Also, they keep resetting because number one issues sell real well in the comic industry is dying a great yeah. point. Right now. Events like, are a big scourge. The events are usually trash too. Like they're not good writing most of the time, especially yeah, unless you're Jonathan Hickman. So I've heard. I. I just love how small scale the story is. You don't have like major villains. It's just like Bruce coming to terms with like being Batman and trying to figure out how to navigate his life as Batman. And I love that. Also, I am. How do I say this character can be? How do I say this? I feel like I've seen bad characterizations of this person before, but I don't think that's necessarily the case here. Um, I'm forgetting her last name but uh dr leslie i think it's tompkins right or is it thompson yeah. um i like that character i like the interaction that bat that batman and her have throughout the episode um that dynamic generally good to see yeah i i like seeing like that's a that's what Batman should have. Like, he, he knows... Yeah, Leslie Tompkins. She appears in... Oh, God. I, she appears in, like, a famous arc, but I don't remember what it is. believe it... It might be Hush, or it might be a Long Halloween. It's one of... Um, see, I was also thinking It might Halloween. also be both. Uh, because it wouldn't... How do I say this? It, it wouldn't surprise me with Hush because she's a doctor, Dr. Thomas Elliot. 
it's something that relates to Bruce's childhood. You know? You see how that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of really... I don't know. I, the, the show does have some really great character dynamics and just even... I just... Uh, it Even in its like goofiness and it's trying to keep to a 23-minute you know, thing you have, oh, I'll go and get some coffee, and then immediately the person comes in, you know? Um, I, like, I get doing that, and I do, like, because children's show. Um, the show was made for children. Uh, it's, it's good, it's, ah. it has a father-daughter dynamic that, that feels this relatively human and that's good to see in shows also in my opinion where it's not like explicitly weird which how do i say this it feels weird that i'm saying this but also i know how paul i not paul, i bruce tim we know bruce tim you know how bruce tim does things occasionally um is what i'm saying making sense yeah i I just... It's a sorry. good episode. Yeah, this is a very good episode. The other episode that I was thinking... There are two other episodes I was thinking about watching. One I didn't suggest to you. Uh, but it's on Leather Wings, though, which is uh, the what should be the first episode. And then... Uh, fuck, what's the episode called? I forget. Wait, give me a sec. I'll look through Discord. I basically would have been down... Oh, Heart of Ice. Heart of Ice, yes. Which is... Mr. Freeze is fucking awesome. If you don't like Mr. Freeze, you're you're just incorrect. Uh, well, actually... I really like this episode. That episode, how dare you? No, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking more so. Than I know. I, I need... To, I do need to get better at, like... How do I say this? I see things being like, if you are... Like, I always feel like it's... Oh, fuck. Oh, no, did I? No, you're fine. I, like, uh... I, even if I see things, it's like, if you're a cis man, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, what did I do? Wait a second. I do that, too. That's part... Yeah, like, having to, like... I think that's one of the things that I, I, I struggle with from time to time, is trying to deprogram when people are talking about men that they're not talking about me because I'm not a man. Yeah. I, I still have like reactions to that. Like, I still feel their con. I, I still feel their misguided anger at me occasionally, though. Yeah, they're valid, but <laughs> yeah, cis men are. Nah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Cis men uh, can be pretty oofy. Most of the oofy people in my life have been cis men, but I'm speaking anecdotally, of course. But you anyway. know what isn't oofy. What? Um, I, uh, I... This episode. Another trans, uh, a promo for not, um, an ad for, for our Patreon. Gippy money. to Gippy. Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Our executive producer. And only producer. <laughs> and only producer, please. I actually am going to put in a thing, but I did want to, you know, give a verbal shout out. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you know what isn't getting verbally shouted out? Not Mikey. Shout out to Mikey. You, because I'm ending the recording. Oh, fuck. If you want to, uh, if you think this is a good podcast, you should either rate us or hit the recommend button on your podcast aggregator of choice. Yeah. And if you're podcast aggregator choice and have one of those just go over to itunes and like give us five stars or download overcast and hit the recommend button it's not that hard we love you you're valid i don't and... think we love everyone yeah. or like maybe even like a, a thing saying to join our patreon who can say Join our Patreon, Patreon. so I can afford a computer.
Tell them your processor, Milan. It's bad. It's an AMD FX. Right? Do it. Do it. Do it. Patreon.com forward slash CCNC. Do we talk about birds or Miatas? And Miata, do I scuff or not? I don't know what's good or bad with cars. Racing. I'm just making up lines chaotically. I know this. Slamming together the song. I. Now kiss. I completely noticed. Now uh, kiss. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah. I just any final thoughts. Um I love that we see Dick Grayson. Yeah, I like I, I, I like seeing Dick. He's nice. <laughs> That's gotta be cut out of fucking context. <laughs> So it's just, well, jokes on you, whoever wants to take this out of context. I do like seeing dicks, so. Damn. Wow. What? What a hot take. You're no hot because of all the dicks. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I was going to make that joke, and then I stopped, and it was just like, oh. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, it happens! <laughs> so, um, yeah, just seeing Dick Grayson makes me happy. I yeah. I just, I... I also like nice. more of the understated at first, or, you know, kind of Dick Grayson occasionally. Um, yeah. I, I also like that they do have him somewhat aged up. Uh, yeah. Like, he's in college, I think, right now. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. I, but. I, also, I, I like where this is situated, because this is situated in, like, where I don't think Barbara knows who Bruce is yet. Like, that, I, or that Batman is Bruce yet. I, Why? yeah. I, yeah, most likely. And, like... It's like an er- like it's early Batman. It feels like throughout like most of the show until like you get to the later seasons. Like it just feels like, you know, like it doesn't feel. I feel like a lot of comics get bogged down, and like current comics get bogged down in like this years and years of like established like relationships with characters where, that we're already supposed to know when we go into them. But like watching the animated series because it's for kids. They're kind of assuming that they haven't like read or seen a lot of stuff like that, and th- like there are little assu- there are not a lot of assumptions uh, being made, so it's easy to come in and to be able to like pick up on it. And I just love that about this; like it's very accessible. Yeah, I feel like a lot of comics aren't as accessible anymore, like to everyone. Sometimes, I well, agree. I'm mainstream. I think indie comics do less of that type of shit, but like. Yeah. No one reads indie comics. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do, like, find some... Ni- like, I wouldn't mind, like, reviewing... Not necessarily... Comics in general, I wouldn't mind reviewing or discuss. I- I'd say yeah. review, more so discussing. I'm I'm used to, like, going into things as calling things a review, even if they're more just discussions on a thing. Yo! Spin-off podcast idea. It's just a podcast where we issue by issue go over the Grant Morrison run. I mean, that could be interesting. I'm not sure if I'd be able to do that as m- I don't know if I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not missing like issues, but I only have trades and sometimes they're like little weird. Like, why isn't this here? Um, although I might even have because there's kind of, there's there's a cross kind of a crossover event called the resurrection of Ra's al Ghul that happens mm-hmm. uh, during their run. Um, that also involves stuff written by Paul Dini. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I think that'd be a, yeah. I think that'd I be like, fun. Just because there's so much to talk about in every single issue and just, like, deep dive into it would be great. It would have to be more focused than this podcast is, but <laughs> it would be great. 
I mean, I, I don't even mind doing, like, just reviews of the overarching... Oh, yeah. I meant Batman specifically with Last that. Love, R.I.P. Oh, yeah. And then also, like, notes from the Black Glove case book, I think, or files from the Black Glove case. A compilation that uh, Grant Morrison kind of... It's, it's the stuff that Grant Morrison drew upon as, like, inspiration of, like... A bunch of 50s, 60s uh, comics. Um, I'm forgetting primarily. I think it might be the 60s, but it's just like that. It's like where it's like the first appearances of things like uh, that might uh, the Zerna concept, um, you know, stuff like that. Which I love. I love Zerna. It's just so good. I also made a custom. Did I ever mention that I made a custom Zerna figure from a like blue and gray classic Batman seventies action figure that I had at one point? <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm a nerd. Uh, I get it. I don't like. Okay, I like I like this shit quite a lot. This was this was like the thing for me for for years. You know, I like before I was even the music person, I was the comic person. You know, that's something I like. Like, I kind of have rediscovered comics because I think for the first time in my life, I've been able to associate comics with without like toxic like Reddit bro white supremacist. Yeah, that like, was nerds. Big, that's a big problem. A big reason why I stopped. Not like how do I say it wasn't like an intentional thing. I just didn't. You end it up just like wasn't fun anymore. Like it becomes you, demoralizing. Even just like reading with like the attention kind of issues that I have combined with yeah the autism and stress etc. Um, reading becomes difficult at times. I get it, especially when it's something that's just it, it, it when the art form gets bogged down by a bunch of people like. Sorry, continue. I relatable like the, content. The fan base of comics is sometimes really garbage. Like, uh, for instance, my 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 best friend. Why should is, I'm just gonna mention? Why should Gil Simone write this thing? Why not get a qualified person who can, you know, just hire someone who's most qualified? Do you think they're gonna try to say that shit now about like Grant Morrison because they're non-binary? Um, I mean, like, a lot of people might have, Actually, like, grievances with Grant Morrison, even probably. besides their gender, but, like, now it's amplified because of that. You yeah, know? probably. What the fuck is multiversity? Sorry, your friend, uh, Zane. <laughs> oh, yeah, Zane, um, good dude, uh, one of the, like, like, he he's super into comics and nerd culture and stuff, and he's he's been, like, one of the only people that's, like that I know that's been into, like, nerd culture, like, before I was, like, openly queer, uh, was, like, one of the only people who was into nerd culture that wasn't, like, sexist openly or, like, hated black people. Like, I, like, there's this toxic thing in nerd culture where, like, it's like, oh, you found, like, other nerds, that means you're automatically friends? And... That, that kind of becomes, like, the baseline assumption that happens, and so you're dragged into, like, these toxic communities because you found, like, the only people that won't necessarily beat the shit out of you because you're a nerd and you like comics and Star Wars a lot, but they hate you for being anything but a cishet white dude, and it really sucks. I mean, also Winter, before I was open. She, but she's less into like the comic Star Wars side and more into the fantasy sci-fi stuff. Yeah, you played Warcraft a lot. That that does make sense, especially as someone who is in a lot of toxic communities, and at times wasn't the most not toxic person. How do I? This sounds yeah. like I'm. I'm not. How do I? I was. I was a bit of a teenage shithead, but not like. As yeah. much of a shithead, it was. Had, it's complicated because I would always end up invariably pissing a lot of these people off by, like, 
Because even if I'm still toxic, I still, going back to the having to run away from a birthday party. It, yeah. Uh, it, it becomes one of these things where, like, I don't know, like, there's definitely aspects of the community that, like, it's not the art itself. The art itself doesn't, is, like, sometimes tainted by the community that surrounds it. But, like, the art is still good sometimes. Yeah. The art is still good when it's good, and it's hard for certain – because they're usually not for that toxic – not, like, necessarily not written for that toxic community, but they're not, like – they're not aspects of that art that reflect those attitudes within the, like, overarching nerd community. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I kind of zoned out, but I, I do most likely I, agree. I get it. It's um, it's one of those I'm things. I'm gonna listen where... back to this when I edit this. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't Sorry. Blame you. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, it's it's one of those days. I'm kind. Of, I zoned out earlier reading the Leslie Tompkins Wikipedia page. Yeah. So you're fucking fine. No, uh, you just got you got you got zoned out and distracted by and I quote, tits. Who am I quoting? I'm quoting my case. <laughs> I'm not quoting you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm uh, an intellectually honest scholar. Hi, my name's Andy No. Buy my book. <laughs> you know what? Now, I guess to, like, sort of wrap things up, uh, now I want to watch more Batman stuff than the good stuff. We should, we should definitely do more of this. Yeah. Um, I'd love to do, like, a month where we review, like, comic stuff. And maybe we talk about something shitty, like Catwoman, if people want to torture me and make me watch Catwoman. I would. But, like... <laughs> but, like, I, 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 like, I generally want to, like, watch more good comic stuff now. Maybe we can watch Watchmen and I can just, like, learn to hate. I, I do kind of want to make a, a I review. I wouldn't mind doing the show. The what? The HBO show. Oh, we should do that. Fuck, we should we should do that. Specifically the one episode I picked out because I think it's like one of it's like a singular good episode that's just Oh, my, I had to show my mom. It was so good. No. Uh, God damn it. Now I want to make a video just about the Watchmen universe. Like I want to read all of Watchmen, then I want to watch the movie, then I want to watch the show. And then I want to read Doomsday Clock, and I'm going to hate that part. I do want to... I, I, I've heard good things about Tom King's Rorschach, but I, I do want... I would rather... I would like to read it for myself before I say to other people, read this series called Rorschach. That sounds... Okay, that sounds but interesting. I trust, but I trust Tom very, King. I don't think Tom King would do me that wrong, but also please don't glorify Rorschach, please. Um, there is a uh, there's a, an acquaintance of mine who is going through Tom King's thing and being like, this series is reminiscent of this philosopher's work. Um, I think you might find have some thoughts um, if I ever find that post again. But yeah, you know what I'm finding. The social media. So I have yeah. a question. Yes. You want to know about the Catwoman video game that I got for Christmas? And I just looked at the person who gave it to me and was just like, no. <laughs> yes. Can you can you please uh, elaborate oh, on this? That is, a <laughs> that is a thing that happened. I, I was given a copy of the PS2 Catwoman video game for Christmas one <laughs> year by someone. Uh, like not even like a like a direct family member, just someone was just like, ah, yes, I think you'd enjoy this, and I just, why did you, like, I was just what? like, why did you spend money on this? What system like, was that? People were taken for? aback. PS2. Why? People were taken aback. Be well, no, because I was actually being kind of rude to someone who literally just gave me a gift. I can kind of understand where, like, that would see... Where, where I was really young, rude. but also it's just like... But, like, but why? <laughs> why did you spend money on this? Because I think this might have been, like, a new game. Why did you spend 
new game. Like, you might have spent $50 on this. Why? I always find it interesting, the stuff that people who don't know you that well think you like or would want. I find that shit so interesting this about the vibes that people think I get for a long time. And I think it kind of makes sense now. Anyway. Do do do. Uh, what is it? Social. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, so... uh, you can actually, I can do them. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I thought I were like... looking them up. No. If you like... <laughs> oh, my fuck. I fucked it. If you like people who fuck it, you can follow <laughs> at MBBY. Malachi, that's E-N-B-Y-B-I, as in Buster Intelligence. That's Buster, as in B, as in starting with a beaver, which is one of the many things that swim in the ocean. You know what doesn't swim in the ocean occasionally? That would be our fine co-host, Mikey, and if you like Mikey, and you are a beaver in the ocean for some reason, you can follow them at at Ronald Alley Two for some reason. Yeah. Um. Not the the tweets are good, but I don't know why Mikey. Mikey's, you know. What's what's this Ronald Alley? You know. Mikey is gonna. We only know Mikey. I feel like Mikey's gonna be the next Twitter ban. Oh no! I th- I mean, like they don't really engage they, in like they don't engage is, like, that often. No, how do I say? There's a kind of engagement where how do I say this? The problem, and I, I might cut this. I, I personally think yeah. that there's like a thing where people who go right on the line. But because they're like generally not really wording out what they're saying properly, it's easy to misinterpret it. And generally because these like it's easy to go against very left sentiment, especially if it's not being described particularly well at times, you know, and yeah. there's an edge of perceived violence, even if it's like sarcastic, yeah. that that's when shit gets clean. And like I've always known this and this is why i do not have a band account but also i understand wanting to engage with people more i like the um i like hiding in plain sight you know does that make sense i'm sorry this is going on long why is this in the episode if you like things that are in the episode and you don't like things that aren't in the... That doesn't make sense. You can follow me if you want to. Um, add an account name, I guess. Uh, if not, you can follow uh, the podcast at CCNCFM. And that's, that's about it. A- any, anything else? Malachi. Um, you know, hit them with the good old trans rights. Also non-beanie rights. True. True. Assorted beanies, even. There we go.